Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Well, hey, everybody. Good day to you. This is Dave Stavanis, and we are doing today's podcast on 1 Timothy chapters 3 through 6. So we're, this is the part two of, of this letter to Timothy. And so I kind of thought about this, and I feel like as we're called to, to read these chapters, we, we should take time to examine our hearts to these challenging words that Paul has written to his young friend. Kind of remind us where we're at. We're, we're looking at this letter to Timothy. It was designed to give the church clear directions for establishing the kind of leadership and structure that would support the truth of the gospel. Now, Paul did this by focusing on love, salvation, and true leadership. And throughout the letter, Paul sought to encourage a kind of family love and respect among the believers. This is a, a lot of ground to cover in these four chapters of 1 Timothy. And there's, there's no way we can come to a deep understanding in a short t- amount of time that's allotted to this podcast. So I'd encourage you to read slowly through this book. Use a good study Bible or maybe even invest in a good commentary if you'd like to study more. The first part uh, of chapter 3 talks about elders, verses 1 through 7, and then talks about deacons in 8 through 14. It would be true to say that not every church establishes leadership in the same way, but Scripture does give us clear truths that should guide churches, but it, but it may not address all areas of what these truths look like in practice. So churches can look different when it comes to leadership. What we can clearly see is is that the scripture defines two primary leadership roles. First are elders, and we can think of elders as servant leaders. Then there are deacons who are are leading servants. We need to understand that the church leadership is is not something that man has designed. It's, It's God's. God designed the church's leadership to be a display of his glory. The term elders in 1 Timothy, pastors in, in Ephesians 4, and overseers in Titus 1 through 7 are, are in 1 7 are interchangeable. And they refer to the same position of leadership. Another word that would describe this role would be shepherds. See, leadership in a church is not a dictatorship nor a democracy. Instead, Christ entrusts elders to lead the church. So here are four responsibilities of elders, and we can see these in 1 Timothy, in Titus, and in 1 Peter. Uh, They lead under the authority of Christ. Elders also care for the body. They teach the word of Christ, and then they model the character of Christ. In in chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, we see these qualifications for elders, and in 8 through 13, we see another set of qualifications for deacons. So whether one is called to be an elder or a deacon in a local local church, these qualities that define these leaders are qualities that everyone in the local church should resemble at some level. We move into the next section. The last few verses in chapter 3 and then into chapter 4 describes the community of faith in the church or how people should conduct themselves in God's household as Paul describes it. Paul talks about false teachers in uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, and, and into 5. And then he, he talks in verses 6 uh, to 16. He kind of changes direction a little bit. He, he calls directly out to Timothy to speak certain truths to the church. 
The focus is on how Timothy can help the church move forward and keep going in the face of false teaching. In, in the ESV study notes, it's describing how Paul sums this section up in verse 16, and it says, Timothy's perseverance in sound doctrine and practice will save him, i.e., it, it will lead him to perseverance in the faith, confirming his salvation. And that, that little piece you know, sometimes trips us up a little bit. Chapter 5 then moves to a, a look at the family of God as the commentary exalting Jesus in First um, and Second Timothy and Titus describes the the main idea described in verses one through sixteen is this: as a family of faith, members of Christ's church should treat one another with love and respect, and this includes includes wise, compassionate support for widows. The ESV Study Bible notes describe chapter five verses one and two as respectfully dealing with church members by age and gender, and then verses three through sixteen deal with honoring widows. Then verses seventeen through twenty-five talks about honoring elders. Chapter six verse one starts like this: All who under are under the yoke as slaves should regard their own masters as worthy of all respect, so that God's name and His teaching will not be blasphemed. Again, the book exalting Jesus. Um, is again a great main idea here. It states, although slavery is a product of sin, slaves should live for the glory of God in the advancement of the gospel. Paul addresses how those who were slaves, who are believers, should live and and lift up the gospel over their circumstances. And if we think about it, while while nothing in our lives today can ever compare to the, the horrors of being enslaved, we are all called to be under the authority of someone else at some point in our lives. We're called to be respectful to the authority over us and to serve those who are believers even better. If you want to read a very well-written commentary, in my opinion, get a copy of this book, Exalting Jesus, in First and Second Timothy and Titus. It has a very full section devoted to the topic of slavery here. Paul goes on to write about false teaching and human greed, the danger of materialism, the temptation to look towards in riches and the love of money. Verse 10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. You know, Paul ends this letter with a charge to Timothy. He says, but you, man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you have made a good confession in the, in the presence of many witnesses. And he, 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 Paul calls Timothy to flee from this love of money that's going on in the church and, and pursue that which has eternal value, to fight the good fight of faith. And what a great charge that is for a young pastor. Like I said at the start of this, as we're called to, to read these chapters, we should take time to examine our own hearts to the, the, these challenging words that Paul has written to Timothy. And like I know for me, there's a lot to pray over in my life. Maybe, maybe there's something in here for you as well. We'll only know when we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us that which we lack in our walk to resemble the Savior. Hey, have a good day. Think through it a little bit. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, 
worship and learn together.